This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. For you, it's good morning. For me, it is almost afternoon in Beit Shemesh. And... This week we have the privilege of reading Parshas Devarim. We begin the fifth book of the Torah. It is called Shabbos Chazon because of the special half Torah that we read whereby the Navi Yeshayahu points out, unfortunately, the breakdown of both man to God and man to man that took place at the time of the destruction of the Beis Hamigdash. I always tell you that Eretz Yisrael is special. It's special because you can feel the air of Shabbos and you can feel the air of Shabbos today. However, there is unfortunately the cloud which is um, above the country that there is this uh, incredible you know, awareness that we are uh, unfortunately at war. In fact, I just want to begin by saying that it's not just talk. What does that mean? Elif Lamate, Elif Lamate, which by the way is the name of the organization that you can find out the name of a chayal, that you can pray for him. And the name is so appropriate because as we read two weeks ago in Parshas Matos, that when they went to war, there were a thousand soldiers fighting and a thousand soldiers just praying and studying Torah. And therefore, we believe that we need both. And therefore, the major yeshivos, Panovich and Mir, and so many, many more yeshivos have canceled their Bein Hazmanim and are not giving the boys off as they usually do after Tisha B'Av until Rosh Chodesh Elo. But as long as this Matzav is going on, as long as there are soldiers fighting in Aza, there are yeshiva students studying Torah all the time. We are an incredibly one united people. Tisha B'Av coming this Monday night and Tuesday. I would like to just review. I'll try to do this as quickly as I can so I can share one or two uh, thoughts with you regarding uh, the Hashkafa that I see it coming out um, of this special time. Just as a reminder to you, this Shabbos, we are not restricted with meat or wine, just that the Havdalah should ideally be drunk by a child. If not, an adult can drink the wine. One should not wear new clothes this Shabbos, Shabbos Chazon. This Monday afternoon for Mincha, we do not say Tachanun. We are such a special people. Kora Olai Moe, Tishabav will be a holiday. I can promise you that. So said the Navi, and therefore we already in certain ways treat it that way. We don't say Tachanun on Monday afternoon, nor all day Tuesday. On Monday afternoon, besides one supper, and you should drink a lot, everybody, on Monday, water especially, so we have a Suda Mavsekas, a meal before the fast, and you know that many have the practice of davening, eating supper, davening mincha, after mincha, having this Suda Mavsekas, which consists our practice of, of a hard-boiled egg, cold if possible, a slice of bread, and uh, 
water, that's it, and we dip the bread in ash, and we say, Zehu Sudas Tishabav. This is literally the meal of Tishabav. The practice is that men don't eat this together so that would not be an obligation for Zimun. You eat the um, Sudam Absekis sitting low. You can wear shoes while you eat the Sudam Absekis. Because um, you don't have to take your shoes off until after sunset. And truthfully, the fast begins at sunset, unless you specifically say that you're accepting the fast with this meal, that is with the conclusion of the meal, or you thought that. Five tragedies occurred on Tisha B'Av. It was decreed upon the generation of the desert that they would not enter Eretz Yisrael. Both the first and second Beis Migdash were destroyed. The town, the city of Beitar, and thousands of People were killed on Tisha B'Av, and Tunis Rufus of Russia plowed over the place of the Beis HaMikdosh on Tisha B'Av. Just like Yom Kippur has five restrictions, so too are there the five afflictions and restrictions of Tisha B'Av. We don't eat or drink, that's one. We don't bathe and wash ourselves, that's two. We don't anoint and put on it cosmetics, lotions, that's number three. Leather shoes are prohibited and sexual relations are prohibited on Tisha B'Av. All adults, healthy adults, are required to fast, including pregnant and nursing women. To them especially, I say drink a lot on Monday and no heroics. And if you have any questions, please consult your local Rav. Children from the letter of the law below Bar and Bas Mitzvah are not obligated to fast. They should be trained accordingly and use your good judgment regarding your children. On Tisha B'Av, we don't brush our teeth. We don't rinse with mouthwash. You can swallow medication without water. In the morning, you awaken. You wash with a cup, what is known as Negovasar, washing your hands alternating right, left, right, left, right, left, as we do every morning, this time only but to the knuckles. Take your fingers and rub them through your eyes to clean out what might have gathered during the night. Only washing for pleasure is prohibited. And therefore, you can wash to take care of a child, and you can wash to prepare food during the afternoon, whatever is necessary. And once again, cosmetics and body lotions are prohibited for pleasure. You can put on lotion for medication, and you can use deodorant. Marital relations are prohibited, and on the night of Erev Tisha B'Av, the practice is to uh, curtail one's pleasure in sleeping. If one usually sleeps with two pillows, please try with one. Now, the practice of Torah study, David HaMelech tells us, is Misam Chelev, makes us happy, and therefore the practice is that we don't study Torah on Tisha B'Av. We do say Birkas Torah on Tisha B'Av. You can study the book of Eov and parts of Yirmiyahu, can study Eicha, and you can study the different Gemaras and Gittin and Sanhedrin, which talk about the Chorban that you can do. Um, ideally, if one can avoid working the entire day of Tisha B'Av, that would be the best, but if not, one should try to postpone their working until after Chatzos, which is mid the day, and New York time approximately 1 p.m. Interestingly, in the morning we do not put on talis and tefillin. After Shacharis we do say 
Kinos now has become more and more prevalent, which is wonderful. That many many shuls explain the kinos. Today you have kinos translated into English and other languages if you need it, and it's important that you can understand them and. Um, that you should stay as long as you can, Tishab of morning in shul, preferably till chatzos, till about one o'clock. And many shuls in the afternoon have various videos uh, going, which is wonderful to give people an opportunity for inspiration during the day. Monday night during Eicha, when we read Megillas Eicha, the lighting is reduced in many shuls, fulfilling that which we read in Eicha, B'machashakim Hoshivani. Interesting in Eretz Yisrael, where I find myself, many follow the minig of the Grah, and not only is Eicha read from a klaf, from parchment, but they even make the bracha of Al-Mikra Megillah. Most of you back in the States, will not uh, have a Megillah on parchment, and you will not have the bracha of al-Mikra Megillah prior to Eicha. Um, finally, on because the Beis HaMikdash continued burning on Monday, on Tuesday night into Wednesday, which is uh, from the 9th in the afternoon into the 10th. So meat and uh, wine are not eaten until midday on Wednesday, and the washing of clothes as well is not eaten until, not, is not done until midday on Wednesday. I want to just share with you, if I may, some very important ideas. What was the Beis HaMikdash? Let's understand something. That the Beis HaMikdash, among other things, unified the Jewish nation. The Korbanos, the primary Korbanos, were national. Every day there was a Korban Tamid, the constant offering in the morning and the constant offering in the afternoon. Our prayers today correspond to these Korbanos. There was one Korban Musaf that was brought every Shabbos. One Korban Musaf brought every Rosh Chodesh. One, there were Korban Musaf that were brought on every Yom Tov. But this was brought on behalf of the entire nation. And the Ramchal, in his Das Tevunos, teaches that even the Kohanim officiating in the Beis HaMikdash had to have the ability to have in mind the entire nation, because this was indeed a form of unifying. At the actual Korbanos, there were the Kohanim who were doing the Avoda. There were the Levim who were doing their singing and playing music. They were the Yisraelim through their Ma'amadam, which is their prayers. And so the Beis HaMikdash unified the Jewish nation. And not only that, at the Beis HaMikdash, we were able to see incredible Hashkacha Pratis. You'll take a look, which is divine providence. You'll take a look in the fifth chapter of Avos, and you'll be reminded of the ten miracles that occurred regularly in the Beis HaMikdash, that one knew that they were in the presence of God. Now, I can only tell you that this year, Tisha B'Av, I know speaking here in Eretz Yisrael, is different in the sense that, oh my goodness, there is an incredible 
sense of unity in the land. As I began by saying, the yeshivas are going on. They are unified with the soldiers, one with a Gemara and one with a rifle. Unfortunately, they are both going full steam ahead because we realize we're in a very special time at this moment. I can only tell you that after speaking with Rachel Frankel, the mother of Naftali, Hashem Ikon Damav, and t- you know, sharing our sympathies from our community and congregation, and giving her some monies to be used at the family's discretion, her immediate response was that we want to use the money some way to further the feeling of achdus that you have in the land. And Mr. Shar, the father of Gilad, Hashem Yikom Demo, who I spoke with, said that he hoped that maybe, maybe all these prayers, which were given on behalf of the boys, could help stem the tide of assimilation and intermarriage in the United States and throughout the world. Now, we have seen in Eretz Yisrael, not just incredible unity, but such amazing Hashkocha Pratis. The Ashkocha Pratis is seen in so many ways. Ashkelon, the city that probably has received the greatest amount of rockets, and to date there have been over 2,000 rockets sent into Eretz Yisrael. So there was a day last week where there was a glitch in the Iron Dome, and for eight hours the Iron Dome was not working by Ashkelon. And yes, for those eight hours, not a single rocket came towards Ashkelon. I can only tell you that a soldier was shot a few nights ago. The bullet was intercepted by the hand grenade he was wearing, which, number one, miraculously did not explode, didn't damage him nor his fellow soldiers. I have to tell you of an incredible fact. And the fact is as follows. Listen carefully. This forthcoming year is a Shemitah year. And that presents all kinds of interesting halachic challenges. And so, people think in advance. Oh my goodness, we're going to need wheat for two years of uh, uh, two more Pesach. So watch this. You should know that the rainy season was not as strong this past year. So they were looking for wheat that was later in ripening and they looked all over the country and they found finally just listen carefully now two weeks ago in Kibbutz Sofer which is right near Gaza 2000 Dunam where the wheat was still green and they cut down the field alright now listen carefully they were questioning themselves whether it was fair to bring in workers uh, to that field to um, cut the grain, cut the wheat, while rockets would, could be falling at any time. They realized that they were doing it l'shem mitzvah, for the purpose of a mitzvah, and they cleared off the field. Now listen carefully. Two days later, after they left the field completely empty, a group of terrorists came up from tunnels under the ground and they came up in the middle of the field. Had the wheat not been cut, they never would have been seen. 
they were killed as a result of the wheat for Shmura Matzah. The list goes on and on. We have seen and hear daily of Anisecha Shebuchoyomimanu, miracles that are happening completely all the time here in Eretz Yisrael in conjunction with this war in Gaza. So if the war is unifying and there is Hashkacha Pratis, who needs the base Hamigdash? Now please don't hang up <coughs> on me. And the answer is, of course, we need the base Hamigdash. And the answer is obvious. Right now, and I hope I am so wrong, it hurts my mouth to say it. And it's going to hurt your ears to hear it. But Halavai, this war is going to end today. Is this feeling of achdus going to continue? And we all want to say with a loud resounding yes. But human nature, unfortunately, in the deep recesses of our hearts, tells us very possibly differently. And therefore, I will tell you, why do we need a base Hamigdash? We need a base Hamigdash because it's going to change our nature. And I'm going to give it to you from a very interesting perspective. I was with a close Yedid Nefesh yesterday. <coughs> a Rabbi Dani Stiskin, the Rav of Ma'on, who told me the following insight, which I think is so remarkable. And that is as follows. If I were to ask you who was the wisest man that ever lived, you're going to tell me it was King Shlomo. And you're right. Now how many stories are found in Tanakh? And you know the answer is one. The famous story about the two women that come and say, the baby's mine, no, the baby's mine. And Shlomo Melech says, no, take the knife. And, and the other one says, no, don't kill my baby. And Shlomo says, that's the mother. Wonderful. Now this certainly shows his wisdom. No question about it. But that's it. So I want to share a very interesting insight into this story. Tell me, what did these mothers do? What's the difference? I'm not a yenta. What do I need to know? So the Navi tells us they were zonos, they were prostitutes. Now why is that important? But forgive me. I don't know if this goes well with the profession of prostitution to have a baby. Now that they have a baby, to be concerned for the baby, to nurse the baby. to have... So listen carefully. What the deeper part of this story is that Shlomo HaMelech created an environment through the Beis Amigdash, as we are told at the end of chapter 3 in Shira Shirim, Pasuk Yud, Tocho Rotsuf Ava, the foundation of the Beis Amigdash was built on love. There was an additional, what we think we know what the word love means, we don't. In other words, the love that people had towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the Beis Hamidosh was then able to spill over to all the personal relationships that we have. A mother to our children, a spouse to their spouse. The love was of a greater one because they had experienced a greater degree of Ahava which came through the Beis Hamikdash. And therefore, just as the Talmud tells us that the taste of fruit diminished, the size of fruit diminished after the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, so too our interpersonal relationships have diminished. And therefore, while we pray with all our kavana that this special 
feeling of achdus which exists in the land today will continue after this war. The bisamigdash that we warn on, that we mourn this Tuesday, is certainly the guarantee that this will be the absolute ma'achid to B'nai Yisrael. Yes, it is our responsibility, each and every one of us, to try in their own way to maintain this very special feeling and to keep it going as much as possible. But one should never think that we don't need it. We have to remember, Ikar, Choser, Minas Sefer, the main aspect of our godliness is still missing. And it's for this reason that we sit down this Monday night and Tuesday we sit low, that we mourn, and that we, as a people, join together. I just want to conclude, and it's Hashkacha Pratis. I meant to tell you that whereas in other years, I would say one should not recite Tehillim on Tisha B'Av, if this war is still going on, I think that the circumstance changes. And certainly that could and continue to be our focus, especially after Chatzos this coming Tuesday. I pray that this will be the last Tisha B'Av that we will have to mourn and fast and sit low that in Hashem the words of the Navi, it really will be a day of happiness and joy for all of Klal Yisrael. Shabbat Shalom to all.